Coming up on this championship edition of Tennis Channel Live. Roger reigns again. Federer takes out Alex Dimonor for his record 10th title in Basel. The WTA finals are underway in Shenzhen as the top women begin their quest for a record-breaking payday and the last big trophy of the season. Even more champions crowned on Sunday. Savalenka cruises to elite status in Zhuhai, while Dominic Team is victorious in Vienna. Plus, we're counting down the top five shots of the week. Who takes number one in our latest best of the best? It's Sunday Fun Day on TC Live right now. Well, with that, we say hello. Welcome to Tennis Channel Live, handing out trophies today from Basel to Vienna to Zhuhai Plus. The WTA year end number one has already been decided in Shenzhen. We'll tell you all about that as we welcome you into the studio here in Los Angeles. James Blake, Mark Knowles, Steve Weissman with you. More history for Roger Federer, a perfect 10 in Basel. Seems like every day we're saying more history and he just keeps assaulting the record books. And uh, again today, just a, another masterful performance on a court where he feels so comfortable. He's a ball kid there 15, 20 years ago and now he's a 10-time champion. Yeah, it was just an incredibly dominant performance. I mean, you think about Alex Dimonor, one of the better returners on tour. Roger wasn't troubled at all on serve between, behind first or second serve. And he seemed to just have his way, right? It was a comfortable matchup. He was aggressive. He moved forward. And it still means so much to him. I think that's the thing that stands out to me, sure it does to James, is James is how much it means to him. We talk about 10 titles now, yeah. 103 overall. And he still acts like this is a new feeling. Pretty incredible. Uh, the next gen is going to have to wait for a little while because Alex Dimonor was absolutely destroyed by Roger Federer. The finals in Basel entered on a 23-match win streak at this event, looking for his 75th win in Basel. But the first meeting against Alex Dimonor, uh, Alex will remember, but not for the right reasons. Yeah, I think for, for Dimonor, he did a lot of the right things. He actually... Uh, had a great uh, game plan. He was trying to get it to Roger's backhand. Roger did such a good job of adjusting, and I think that's part of the reason he's still playing and still playing so well, is he loves the new challenge. So playing a new opponent, how do I have to attack this match? How do I have to play uh, to impose my game on him? And he was able to find ways to do this, and I really hope for Alex Dimonor's sake he doesn't take this too hard because he didn't play that poorly. Roger just did everything the way Roger, we're used to seeing Roger do on a court where he feels so comfortable. That slice there was actually very effective for him, hitting the short slice to the forehand of Demonar, getting him to come forward, or just keeping it to get himself his own forehand. And I think that was a mid-match adjustment for Roger that just speaks to how well he's still thinking about this game. Broke four times, didn't face a break point. I think it stands out. You say Alex Demonor didn't play that poorly, and he still lost two and two as Roger Federer gets into double digits at his hometown event. Means so much to Federer to get his 10th trophy in Basel. Um, it was fast, uh, but uh, very nice. Uh, I think I played a great match. It was a tough opener, you know, at the beginning, the first five games. Uh, we had some, some great rallies and uh, sort of never looked back, honestly. I was great on the offense, uh, made uh, very few unforced errors and came up with uh, the big shots and served when I had to. And, uh, yeah, that was good. I thought, I thought Alex played a great, uh, great tournament as well, and I think we both can be very happy. But, uh, yeah, what a moment for me to win my 10th here in my hometown of Basel.
All right, so now at 10 in Basel, joining the double digits where he got earlier this year in Halle. So a big year, 2019. Finally getting to 10 at a couple events, still trailing Rafa, who's got a dozen trophies at Roland Garros. Our own Martina Navratilova won 12 times in Chicago. Uh, Rafa litters this sheet. I mean, he's been there so many different times. But now Federer. Oh, thank goodness he finally got to 10. I was, I was worried he wasn't going to have too much success in his career. Good for him. Getting the, getting the 10 there. And Nolsey, when you think about this, 103, you mentioned it, titles overall. So that puts him six behind 109, Jimmy Connors all-time record. Now, what are your thoughts about him breaking it? Yeah, hopefully we don't replay any of our past segments. Because I think I recall me maybe last year saying I didn't think he could get there. I've changed course completely. I mean, another dominant year. You, you see that, that graphic there. 51 match wins on the year. He's yeah. 38 years of age. It's one thing to win tournaments, but we thought he'd maybe play less. He's still playing a, a decent schedule, but he's winning so much. So, honestly, I, I think it's well within reach. I mean, 103 now, he needs six more. As he gets closer, he does such a great job of managing his schedule. I'm not going against him. I'm, I'm going to stop that business. Mark, Mark's more mature than me. He's evolved. He, he's changing. I'm still stubborn. I still think 109 is so far away. I mean, it's six titles at 38 years old to come, to come in and, and win that many more. I know I said it last year that I think 109 is too far away. I think all the other records are within reach. 40 more matches, uh, the number of matches played, uh, 40 more match wins. I think he can get to those for Connors, but 109 titles. I think eventually, I, I do think eventually Father Time is going to win. The only person I think that's a favorite over Roger Federer, Father Time eventually going to take it still. One, one interesting thing, James, we probably assume that next year is probably his last year. We assume yeah. that, right? So let's say he gets three or four titles, gets to 107. It's got to change for the following year, right? That's what, I don't know. I don't know. Just only one why why are we time. assuming next year's the last year? Like I said, I'm just assuming, just, and I'm probably going to be wrong. Yeah, just, just historical. I'm playing at 40 years old still. It just doesn't seem like it happens. If you're still getting 50 wins a year, three or four titles, you're ranked top three in the world. I mean, by the way, he, he was two points. He had two championship points at Wimbledon yeah. to get another title there. Well, I think there are a lot of things to it as well. Like you said, if he is able to secure one more Grand Slam title, that maybe changes the narrative. If he wins a couple more titles early in the season next year, does that change the narrative? I mean, we're thinking next year because of the Olympics in Tokyo, just thinking that that might be it, but there's so many things that can change. And we're also assuming with him, he ha he's been so healthy his, his whole career, not had too many major injuries. One injury at this point, at this age, that could, that could change everything. That's a great point. Nonetheless, great to witness, great, great to be a part of this era in tennis. Roger Federer, congratulations, 10th title in Basel. We move on to the ladies in Shenzhen. WTA Finals getting underway today. An undefeated champion, get this, nets $4.73 million. That is the biggest prize in tennis history. We start with a rematch from the Australian Open Final. Naomi Osaka and Petra Kvitova. Osaka, 0-3 at the WTA Finals last year, but get started with a win today. Yeah, and this, there's not going to be any easy matches in, in these groups. And for Osaka, she started out very solid. It was a hard-fought first set, Kvitova being very aggressive. And then Osaka, the errors started coming in a little. She was a little frustrated, looking over at her box as she was making error after error. And the racket goes, and she definitely was able to calm down, get a little bit more focused in the, in the third set. And the back end right there in the second set still making a few more errors. Yuri Vanek 
Davidovich's coach is happy about it, but it started dialing in and, and locked in in the third set a lot more, ripping clean winners off that backhand side and pumping herself up. But as this match went on, it seemed like it was a little more relief. She was she st struggled at times throughout this match, but getting through it, and I think she should be extremely happy to get through a tough match with Petra Kvitova. Another big win for Osaka, starting her quest for the title of the WTA Finals. Meantime, Belinda Bencic had won four straight against players ranked number one in the world. Took the first set against Ash Barty, but the Aussie would turn it around. Yeah, it was an interesting match. Bencic did a great job towards the latter stages of the first. She started to impose herself, played really well, broke serve there at five all, and then right there, a nice ace to close out that first set. And you really thought, wow, this is gonna be a tough match, but Ash Barty, she did such a good job at changing tactics. She used the slice a little bit up the line, get in position for the forehand. She really cut down on her unforced errors in the second and third set, and it went the other way for Belinda Bencic. She had too many errors. The variety that Barty brings to the court was just too much for Bencic. She did a little bit of everything, very comfortable moving forward, and how about that finish? can do it all. Ash Barty, Grand Slam doubles champ. This year added a singles Grand Slam at Roland Garros and match point for the Aussie. That win means that Ash Barty is the first year-end world number one from outside the U.S. or Europe. How about that? On Ever? the WTA. Ever. Oh, wow. I did not know that. And that, that's big, right? That's huge. That's huge. <laughs> Always learn something with Steve. Wow. That's impressive. Well, uh, it reflects the season she's had. She's had, you know, she won James's yeah. tournament in Miami and then obviously backed it up on the clay. And the thing that James and I talked about about her game, it looks so easy. It's simple, right? Because she does everything very well. She's comfortable from the back of the court. She can move forward. And she also serves very well for her size. Yeah. So it looks like she knows her game and is just so calm. And nothing is going to phase her out there. And I, I, just, I just love seeing her do well. She's such a nice person and just a great player. Deserves to, deserves to be number one after this year. Get back to the money real quick. $4.73 million. <laughs> that is actually more than half of the field in Shenzhen made all year. How about that? It's astounding numbers. I like those numbers. <laughs> yeah, great. yeah, that's great. It's Absolutely. wonderful. So to see the, the game continuing to grow and these women uh, being the beneficiaries, and they deserve it. They, they have the opportunity, Ash Barty, Naomi Osaka, to grab it. Go undefeated, you get that. Uh, one loss, you still can make about $4 million bucks for That's winning the WT. For a week, you know. Not a week of work? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'll take that. All right, much more still to come here on this championship edition of Tennis Channel Live. We've got the best of the best, plus we've got more trophies to hand out. Team! Going for some history in Arena Sabalenka, looking to end the year like she started it. Blake Nolsey Weissman back on TC Live. We go to Vienna. Dominic Team, Diego Schwartzman, they split their two meetings this year. Good friends, actually played doubles together in 10 appearances in Vienna. Dominic Team had never been past the quarterfinals, said he dreamed of this since he first went there at five or six. Well, he didn't dream of this start. Diego Schwartzman came out on fire. Diego, I mean, gives his heart, I mean, such a big effort every single time he starts a match, and he did that from the start here, and he thought he might be a little nervous in a final, not having the crowd support that he's normally used to, because they're all cheering for Dominic Team, but Dominic Team used that crowd support, used the fans, and used his own motivation. As you said, he's wanted to be in the finals here. He's wanted to win this title for so long. It's great to see Austrian playing this well in Vienna. You see Roger win at his hometown in Basel. He's getting the crowd into it. And then in the third set, starts pulling away a little bit. But 
Diego gives you nothing for free. Every one of these points is hard fought. There's so few just one and two shot rallies in this match because both these guys can play great defensive tennis and then play aggressive here. And here's the match point. Crowd's already celebrating before he finishes it off. And relief for Dominic team. What an incredible atmosphere there in Vienna. Beats his good friend. First title for Dominic team in Vienna with his title in Kitzbühel. Perfect 9-0 in Austria this year. And Nolsey, first player on the ATP to five titles this year. What does that tell you? Oh, it's been an incredible season, and especially this week. I thought he did a masterful job in the semifinals against Berrettini. Berrettini got off to a good start, and team had to raise his level. Same was today. I think that first set of tennis that Schwartzman played was maybe his best set of the year. He was playing fantastic tennis. So it was up to Dominic team to really raise his level. You mentioned he did a great job of using the crowd. The crowd was behind him right from the beginning. They wanted him to yeah. win the title. So I think it's been a fantastic year, and he's playing great tennis. Yeah, fantastic year, and this is a, a great cap here because, as uh, Mark mentioned, he does an excellent job. He had never beaten Sanga, beats him in the first round. Had never beaten Verdasco, comes down from a comes back from a set down to beat him. Comes back from a set down against Berrettini, and then comes back from a set down against Schwartzman. Didn't make it easy for him to win his first title here in Vienna, but man, he did he did so well to, to get this title. Came from a set down three times on his run to this title. In fact, 12 and two this year in deciding sets. So clutch time, clutch time, Dominic team is the man. Congrats to him. Our shot of the day, our rocket shot of the day comes from Vienna. Uh, doubles final, Joe Salisbury, Rajiv Ram taking on Lucas Kubat, Marcelo Mello. Look at Salisbury. Go tweener. He's out of your screen. This is, we gotta give Knowles the, this one. The, the doubles and the, this kind of talent. This is only coming from Mark Knowles. This is an incredible <laughs> shot. I mean, this is gonna roll for shot of the year for sure. To create this type of obscene angle in doubles. And what I don't like about it was that Mello challenged that. <laughs> right. You can't challenge that. You Just give that it, to your player. You go, go, you can make that shot. You deserve it. That what a shot. Incredible. Salisbury. Salisbury and Ram won the title, so Salisbury won last year with Neil Skupski, defends his title there in Vienna over the top seeds. Over in Zhuhai, Arena Sabalenka started the season with a win in China, looking to end doing the same thing to Kiki Burtons. Yeah, this was a really good match from Zabalenka. She's had some tough matches all week, but she was truly dominant from the back of the court. And most importantly, she served extremely well. Kiki Burtons wasn't able to generate any breakpoint opportunities. The big ground strokes, we know the power that she can generate. And this was a great job from her because she was, you know, probably expected to make the WTA finals in Shenzhen, so she had to kind of reset, and this was a great win for her. Now she can go to Shenzhen and just play double. Yeah, that's exactly right. And ends the year at 11 in the world, basically around where she started. Been an up and down season. Three titles, though, for Arena Sabalenka. Oh. But don't drop it. Don't, <laughs> don't drop it. And she is the queen of that nation. I mean, she says, it seems like I like to play in China. China likes me too. Yeah, I think so, James. That's uh, it's pretty good dominance in China. That's an uh, impressive start to year, finish year. In between, as you said, a little up and down. I, I may have expected her to be in Shenzhen. I kind of expect her to, to make more progress next year and get to that WTA Tour Finals. So I think she's smarter than all of us, by the way. You told us about the financial figures in China. Yeah. She's having all her success in China. <laughs> <That's right>. She's <laughs> smart. <laughs> she wins in Zhuhai. And as you mentioned, so now hops on a plane because they've already started doubles action. A ferry across. Our ferry. Is that right? Yeah. Really? Okay. Ferry oh, so it's actually she's right there. 
Nice. No big deal. <laughs> Join Elise Mertens, who's been hanging out there. She had to beat her partner, Elise Mertens, on the way to that title in Zhuhai. But got to change the mindset right away to now play doubles uh, at the WTA Finals. Well, what a great feeling for her to come off a title run in singles and now just focus on the doubles. They've had a fantastic year. They're the number one team. You mentioned Mertens is also an alternate in the singles. So yeah. they'll have a little bit of fun there, and it'll be a nice relaxed atmosphere, and they'll try to win that title. All right, should be some good stuff. And that's what we are going to focus on when we come back. More fun from Shenzhen as all eight of the top women in the world talk about going for that big prize, nearly five million bucks on the line. Welcome back to Tennis Channel Live. We got you covered all week long from Shenzhen WTA Finals. They also have pretty cool the Future Stars matches. Under 14 title went to Clervy Gunaway from Washington, D.C. And a couple Americans getting titles. How about Reese Brantmeyer? Took the girls' U.S. Hardcourt Nationals in August, takes the under 16 trophy. So we know we got Coco Golf coming up. We got some other young Americans on the rise. Here are the matches we got for you starting 4 a.m. Eastern on Monday. Pliskova against Svitolina, then Andrescu and Halep. Nolze, your picks. Uh, these are some tough matches, but the court's playing fairly slow. So I'm going to go with the defending champ, Svitolina, and then I'm going to go with the skills of Andrescu in the second match. All right, let's hear from all the players now. It's really nice to be here uh, for singles, and I think um, where the WTA is starting their new chapter here in Shenzhen for, for the finals is really exciting. I think it's very open. Of course, it's uh, the best eight players in the world playing here, so I'm sure it's going to be some great tennis. Uh, the stadium is big, um, the lights are nice, so I think uh, it's a good court to start playing. For me, it feels a bit slow, um, which I'm not really a fan of it, but yeah, it's indoor. Indoor hardwood should be good for me. Yeah, definitely it's great. Um, I think it's the biggest prize money, even bigger than the men have, so... Uh, it's a lot of money, a lot of money on the line. For me, it's it's a bit of a touchy subject because I don't really, like, look at the prize money, you know? It's gonna be some extra motivation for a lot of the, a lot of the players here. But yeah, I think it's great for women's tennis. Uh, we're starting to see more and more equality, which is really nice. Good stuff. They're double the prize money, the ATP Finals. Over in Paris, getting ready for the Masters event in Bercy. World number one against world number two in practice. How about Rafa and Novak practicing together? Yeah, court time is at a premium in these indoor courts at the end of the year. So when they're practicing together, they might be able to actually get a couple of hours on the center court and use it at the end after they have a good practice, see who can get the ball close to the line, a little like bocce practice. That's a pretty good shot right there. <laughs> Someone else might already won, though. Uh, apparently, Nadal was leading 6-4, 2-all. Then they played a tiebreaker that Djokovic won. <laughs> so, still very close. Looking at the uh, projected maybe quarterfinals here. What do you see, Nolsey? I see a lot of great players. That's what I see. This is a stacked draw. But I'm so happy to see Djokovic and Nadal in the draw. Obviously, Nadal coming off of the wedding, and he looks ready to play. So, a lot of great matches we're going to see this week in Paris. A lot of times towards the end of the year, you see some players uh, dropping out with injuries and fatigue at the end of the year. Everyone coming to play this year, so that's going to make for some really exciting matches. And that, that race at the end for a 7 and 8, that's going to be interesting too. The, the tough draws, and so they're going to have to win some really good matches to get, to get to London. Well, a lot of stars are in Paris right now. None bigger than our own Prakash Armitage. 
Alex, great to see you here in Paris. You had a wonderful result in Shanghai, playing some great tennis, especially that match with Raj. How do you feel your game is right now? Yeah, good. I mean, obviously, I, Basel didn't feel fit. I had some stomach issues and uh, felt very low energy. And then after the match, I was actually laying flat for two days in, in my in my bed. So, um, yeah. But as long as as long as I feel good, as long as I feel healthy, and you know, I feel fine on the court right now. So. Um, I hope I can show that. My first round is, is very difficult. I'm playing one of, uh, one of the two guys that have a negative record against, so um, it's going to be it's going to be not easy. But um, you know, everything is in my hands right now. Those two guys, born to Chorich or Fernando Verdasco. All right, when we come back, it is our best of the best. Lot to choose from this week. What ended up on top? James, Mark, and Steve back on TC Live. If you have a gear-related question for our experts, like James and Mark, our friends at Tennis Warehouse want to help you. Tweet us using the hashtag AskTheTCExpert. We will answer those questions on Tennis Channel Live throughout this coming week. Time now for our best of the best from the week that was. This is getting incredible out here. Oh, come on. Oh my goodness. Wow, extraordinary. That's lovely uh -huh. from the Argentine. It comes through eventually. He's gonna play that drop shot, it has gotta be very good. Steals it right at the very end. Wow, what a spectacular week of tennis we've had. Here's our featured matches from Paris, Bercy. Y'all have a favorite one? Uh, a lot of great matches there. Sam Query got through the quali, so that's good. He's got some momentum going up against Chardy. I'd take my pick out of there's Rublev and Songa. How about you, James? 
Yeah, I was going to go with that. I like seeing young Hubert Hercatch against Chilich. Chilich hasn't had as good a year as, as he's hoped, so possibly finishing strong, but looking at the young guy, Hercatch. All right, looking forward to Paris as well as Shenzhen all week long for James, Mark, Russ, our entire Tennis Channel team. I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks for watching TC Live. What a spectacular finish. From ball boy to 10-time champion, Roger Federer continues to inspire.